It was a big weekend for college prospects this past weekend. Brian Smith, Locked On's official recruiting insider, was at Under Armour, saw some of these prospects on full display, and which could be wearing the purple and gold in the next couple of years. You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's up, y'all? Welcome into Locked On LSU. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. It's the best time of the week because it is Brian Smith time of the week. Brian Smith, Locked On's official recruiting insider, joins us today. And today's edition of Locked On LSU, along with all of our recruiting content, is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. So that's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. Brian, happy to have you back on the pod. You were at Under Armour Atlanta this past weekend. Just first and foremost, initial thoughts and takeaways from what you saw at Under Armour. There's a reason that the teams that win the national championship most often recruit Georgia, Alabama, and Mississippi. The number of large human beings in those states is just unbelievable. So conservatively, O-line, D-line alone, I would say there are 30 kids that can play at the elite SEC schools at some point. There's a few guys, not sure, but they were there. Mm -hmm. And there's probably 10 of them that are Georgia-level kind of guys that to start in the trenches. That's the difference between winning and losing. And I was just blown away by the big guys. So – Let's just start off with like Micah DeBose. He's a kid that needs to get in better shape. A lot of kids at LSU's trending for at a mobile. He's, I'm guessing, 340-ish, but he can still really move. And we both know LSU needs O-line help because they're going to lose a couple guys after this next year. DeBose could play guard or tackle at the next level. Really athletic kid. Um, The best player there is a Mississippi kid not many people knew about, Mario Nash. Mm -hmm. He got O-line MVP. I put out the video uh, on Twitter. Yeah. He's as good O lineman as there is in the country. Nobody really talks about it because he's from middle of nowhere, Mississippi. He's getting ready to visit LSU. I was texting with him yesterday. That's a kid that could play early at LSU or Georgia, Alabama, et cetera. These kids are just in droves at Under Armour. So it's kind of a rags to riches thing compared to like some of the other areas that I go to camps because it's just not comparable. But the big guys in particular caught my attention. Just for clarification for some of our listeners, what is Under Armour and Under Armour Atlanta? Are there invitations just to kids in Georgia and the surrounding areas? Are you looking at players from all across the country? Just a little background of exactly what you saw this past weekend. Under Armour's camps are invite only, and it is the elite of the elite. If you're, you're in one of the southern camps, there's they're going to have Houston this year too, but there's Atlanta, Orlando, Miami. Those are the three main ones. They're going to have one in Nashville up where you're at too. It's invite only. And these are kids, if they don't have SEC offers, they're probably not getting an invite. Okay. And that's already. Some of them are freshmen, high school, sophomores, but most of them are getting ready to go into their senior year. Juju Lewis, who's arguably the best part of the country, that we had it at his facility in Carrollton, just west of Atlanta. It's a combine, just like you would the NFL. It's the exact same thing, but for high school kids. And then we have one-on-ones, nowhere to hide. And that's where kids like Nash just dominate like well who's that guy and I'm looking yeah. at my roster and I'm like he's stoning all these guys at Alabama and Georgia and LSU offers 
we need to move him up. So it's incredible to watch all of it because it's the only place I get that many kids in one spot. And then I just go around and interview a gazillion kids. It, it's a lot of fun and it's the best of the best. The Atlanta camp's the best in the country every year. It's the most concentrated talent in America. Sounds like a, a recruiting guru's dream. It is. It's just like Christmas every that's single right. weekend. I, I wanted to touch on one that you brought up. It was Mario Nash. And frankly, that's not a name that I have heard. It's not a name that we've brought up in the past. We were texting over the weekend, and I saw some of the videos that you posted on Twitter. Couldn't get enough of this guy. And you even added in our show notes today, Mario Nash, absolute dude. <laughs> what makes him so special? And you said the reason why... He hasn't been getting more hype is because he's just from kind of BFE. That's pretty much it. Like the Mississippi schools, it's the biggest pain to scout them because that state's massive. Yeah. And there's one kid in every town. It's the opposite of Under Armour Atlanta. You got to travel everywhere to find everybody. But he's a kid when he walked up and you're like, okay, he's put in some time in the weight room. Mm -hmm. He's not a sloppy looking kid. And even going up against a few of the truly elite defensive linemen, he had success. There was one play that I tweeted the kid that he went up against did a spin move back to the inside, and that works a lot in these settings, and he stoned him. Those are rare. He's got instincts. He's got feet. He's, he's 300 pounds, give or take. He's got length. Like, that's what an NFL offensive tackle is supposed to look like, and he's still in high school. Yeah. So he's, he told me yesterday, like I said, LSU, he didn't know the date. He's coming up. going to be a visit. I don't know if it's the 9th or the 20th. They got a couple of different visit dates in March. But that's a kid I think is a national top 100 kid conservatively. And if he lived where I did uh, about six weeks ago in Central Florida, he'd be top 50, top 100 because everybody would have seen him already. Yeah. The Mississippi kids get overlooked because nobody lives there to scout them. That's why Under Armour Atlanta is so important. And they really try to get those kids to come up to it. Anyone else from this past weekend that stuck out to you that is either planning on visiting LSU or you think that LSU needs to keep an eye on, whether it's just a great player or a great player at a position of need? Do you have four hours? Yeah, um, I got I got all the time in the world. <laughs> Cortez Thomas is another Mississippi kid out of Holmes County. I didn't see LSU on his short list. And if it's not, because I know you're always asking me about DBs, who's LSU getting, if they're not recruiting him hard after seeing the film and everybody – the Thursday after an Under Armour, all the film gets sent out to LSU in every school. Yeah. If they're not recruiting him, they will be. Uh, very fluid, very long, athletic kid. And LSU's always had success in the Magnolia State. Why would this be any different? Mm -hmm. And I'd imagine that uh, the new DB coach who's really good at recruiting, Mr. Corey Raymond, will probably be all over that. I know that they need at least two, if not three corners in this class. I was taking some notes on some kids. There's a couple other guys that I'm curious about. I'm waiting to hear back because I know they have LSU offers that I saw. That that matters. They, if LSU doesn't get at least two top-notch corners in this class, I know you're going to probably throw some things. You know me well. <laughs> uh, and there's no reason they shouldn't. With Cor Corey's a really good recruiter. Yeah. And I would imagine they will. But, like, I would say conservatively, Caroline, there were six corners there that could be early impact guys at LSU if they figure out a few things. One of them's a safety, too. But – it's it's just amazing how many guys from down here again, just like with D line, yeah, O line that are really good, and that's why the SEC always does well. And that's how you win in the SEC is winning oh. those battles in the trenches. And kind of in that same breath, you know, you bring up Mario Nash, an offensive lineman. You're going to be losing your two starting tackles, most likely, more likely than not, after the 2024 season. 
we know at LSU that Corey Raymond is a difference maker in recruiting. That yes, he builds is. those relationships. He has such a great reputation. What kind of X factor is Brad Davis, the offensive line coach? Well, I mean, he's got he's got a history. Yeah. Uh, LSU's obviously got some talent. Right, right now, LSU's left tackle. In case anybody hasn't noticed, as good as offensive lineman is there is in college football, I'd imagine he's going to win some awards next year. Mm-hmm. I would think they should be able to kind of move up the ladder and not like they're always going to get the Louisiana kids. Yeah. I'm curious if they're going to get a California kid or a Florida kid or something, because they're going to have high draft picks coming up. I don't know exactly what the depth chart's going to look like after this year. It's my one concern. Mm-hmm. You can never have enough O-linemen to kind of fill the ranks, but maybe Brad's able to get somebody they wouldn't normally because they're playing well, like they're running over people. Yeah. And I know Jaden got a ton of t- attention last year. But some of the holes he ran through because guys were just getting mauled and mm-hmm. LSU's offensive line did it. So O-line recruiting is different. It's not as buddy-buddy. It's more about the grind yeah. and you getting from point A to point B. Because O-line, like we we look at these kids, even at the Under Armour, and we're like, okay, he's really good. But there's so much that's technical with it. You can only project so much. Corner, either you're a dude or you're not. Right. Yeah, O-line is completely the opposite totally different personality of oh, the position yes. completely different personality <laughs> yes very much so and you know losing lance Hurd at that position obviously hurts as well hurts that depth but yes. as we talked about so many times db's desperate need for lsu there's a db four-star defensive back that could be interested in LSU, is interested in LSU, but could find his way to LSU. What's the difference there? What could LSU be getting in this player? We'll get into that coming up next after a a couple words from our sponsors. All right, let's talk about Ibotta. So I know I can speak for myself. I love to work hard and make money, but also I do love to spend money as well. I know I'm not alone here. I know that you probably feel the same way too, but now you can make money while you spend it every single time you shop with Ibotta. I mean, it is truly the best of both worlds. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure that you are beating inflation no matter what you are purchasing. I've actually been using Ibotta for a couple of years now, and I absolutely love it. It is like free money. Every time I go check out at the grocery store, I get cash back. So right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code locked on college. All right, rolling along here, locked on LSU. Brian Smith, locked on's official recruiting insider, is with us. Brian, I don't know if if this player was at Under Armour Atlanta, but it's one player that I can't seem to like I, everywhere I look in LSU spaces, I hear this name, and it's Chris Ewald. The, uh, the four-star corner in the 2025 class DB from your neck of the woods in Florida, Shaman Abadana prep kid. What do you know about him and his recruitment at LSU? Well, it's everybody's recruiting Chris, and everybody has been since he was a freshman when he committed to Michigan. 
that tells you something. Obviously, Michigan, there's defense based on their recent history. Mm-hmm. He decommitted. He's been offered by the free world, LSU included. Um, I'd imagine that just because they have, again, Corey, he was in the state of Florida, and not that LSU didn't recruit Florida before he got there, but that's going to be a priority. They should get a, pretty much a Florida DB for the next few years. That's a kid he knows. Miami is a team to watch. Georgia, you know, LSU, any of the big dogs you can think of, mm-hmm. they're all going to visit. And he's at Chaminade, which is as good a program as there is in the country. I know that he's a lockdown corner. They can play bump and run traditional kind of coverage, though. And there just aren't many of those guys left. He's a top 10 corner nationally. And I would be surprised if LSU doesn't end on the very short list because Corey. So Miami's a school I would worry about if I was LSU because he's like priority number one in South Florida for them. And Mario does not miss very often with those kids, but they're in the same spot LSU is. That's their one bugaboo. They they just haven't recruited corner the way they should. So this is going to be a big battle. And looking defensively as well, one player that you sent me highlights of, it's been so fun to watch. That's Kevin Otis, a four-star defensive lineman in the 2025 class. He's from Hattiesburg. So just a hop and a skip from Baton Rouge. What do you know about Kevin Otis? Dominant. I put out a tweet the day before Under Armour that out of all the list, and they send us the roster, mm-hmm. like who's coming and everybody that's confirmed. Hey, I can't wait to see Kevin, blah, blah, blah. As soon as I get in to check in, the guy that runs Billy Tucker says, just so you know, the guy you tweeted about is not coming, but we're setting him up for Dallas. We're going to give the hotel. His mom's car broke down. He was oh, going to drive no. all the way from Hattiesburg. Yeah, he got, I mean, that sucks. Hattiesburg up there, so they're going to take care of him, which is really cool. Yeah. 6'2", 285, 6'3", something like that. He can play edge. He can play D-tackle. It could be a two-gap, one-gap. He is a difference maker. And as I mentioned with Nash, the difference with this young man is if he was in Atlanta, if he was in Houston, if he was in Baton Rouge, bigger markets, he'd be ranked higher. He's like 150 on 247. He'd be top 75 in these other markets. I can't wait to see what he does at these other places because he's a really rare player. LSU, obviously, is after him, too. I don't know where he's going to go. I haven't talked to him too much about that. He's still a little ticked off that he didn't go up to Georgia, but uh, he'll be at an Under Armour camp here pretty soon. And, you know, he's getting offers from across the country. It's not just SEC offers. It's not oh, yeah. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, LSU, A&M. It's, it's Michigan. It's Big Ten teams. It's Ohio yeah. State. Interest across the country. Yeah, the kids like that now – it's it's weird, but when I was a kid, Mississippi kids didn't get many above like the state of Tennessee. Yeah. Now, if you're a defensive lineman, especially, I mean, obviously LSU needs D lineman in this class. Mm-hmm. They're a big priority for everybody. It's it's the difference, man. Like the Michigan Washington game, the guy that just I forget his name, but he's 340 pounds for Michigan. They couldn't block him. Yeah. If you've got defensive tackles, it changes the game. So that's why he's going to be that kind of guy that could be offered by 50 schools or more when it's all said and done. And whenever I see specifically offensive and defensive linemen getting recruited by big 10 schools, because as much as we talk about how you need to win battles in the trenches in the sec, that's the exact same messaging that big 10 podcast hosts are having about their college football programs. Looking at like the big fat offensive linemen at Wisconsin or Nebraska or Iowa like you're gonna have to have some big old defensive linemen to combat those those big corn fed boys up front. Absolutely. And it's the difference between winning and losing. So it's third down and short plays at all levels. And that's just that's that's not play calling. 
that's the better guy. Mm-hmm. And guys like Kevin Otis tend to make coaches look better and get longer contracts. Yeah. So, so simple look, as that. looking at the 2025 class, you have your quarterback in Bryce Underwood. That was one priority from Brian, from Brian Kelly was get a quarterback in each class. And I do want to get into quarterbacks coming up next. Um, you have three receivers, a running back, some offensive linemen, a defensive back, a linebacker. What would you say is LSU's number one priority in the 2025 class moving forward? Which position group? That's debatable because like it depends on if they can get one of these corners. They're they're rolling the dice with a couple of the Florida kids, and I'm sure they'll they'll end up getting one of the kids from Texas, Louisiana, or Mississippi. Mm-hmm. But corners a, a different deal because those kids usually make decisions later. Mm-hmm. So put an asterisk by that. But the number that I'm concerned about is how many they get. Because as I told you before the show, in-state is not a great year for LSU to recruit D-tackles. There's one kid that maybe I need to see more of him. They're probably going to have to recruit all their D-tackles out of state. So that's my concern for LSU. They usually don't have that problem. It's usually just polar opposite. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody comes out of the woodwork, who, who knows? But if they don't get an Otis or somebody like that from Mississippi, and they, like the state of Alabama is loaded with D-linemen, they've recruited all those kids too. If they don't pull an upset somewhere, I'm I'm kind of concerned about LSU's D tackle recruiting. You and me both. <laughs> you and me both. Uh, but one thing I'm not concerned about is LSU's quarterback recruiting and at least how they've done in the past couple of years. Like I said, Brian Kelly's priority was I want to get a quarterback in every single class. If that means that one quarterback transfers out, then so be it. We can only control what we can control. You have your 24 quarterback lockdown. You've got your 25 quarterback lockdown, well, at least you know, verbally committed. What about 2026? Is there a name that has emerged the a front runner for a potential 2026 quarterback for LSU. We'll get into that coming up next after just a few words from our sponsors. All right, let's talk about FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's right, $150 if your bet wins. And you can bet on all of your favorite NBA players and favorite NBA teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and so much more. That's my favorite thing about the FanDuel Sportsbook app is there is so many things to bet on. Such a wide array of bets, not just on the on the NBA, but several different sports as well. Whether it's money lines, spreads, props, or futures, FanDuel has it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. Again, that is FanDuel.com slash locked on and new customers get $150 in bonus bets. And all you have to do is place a $5 bet and win. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. All right, rolling along here, Locked On LSU. Brian Smith, Locked On's official recruiting insider, is with us. Troy Hunt, a 2026 quarterback from California. And look, I think a lot of LSU fans, due to recent history, love a quarterback from the state of California. There's a kid by the name of Jaden Daniels who happened to uh, to work out pretty well for LSU. But kids out of high school from the state of California don't traditionally look LSU's way. You know, I would say more so in recent years than in the past, just in the SEC in general. Nico Yamaliava at Tennessee, he's from California. Bryce Young went to Alabama, 
from California. Troy Hunt is a California kid, but has Louisiana ties. His mom grew up in New Orleans. They have a relationship with Joe Sloan. What have you heard about him? And is it likely that he could go from the West Coast down to the Bayou? It is very possible. It's one of the schools that's after him hard. His list has already grown considerably. He's got, you know, elite programs like Notre Dame and LSU going after him from outside his normal footprint. But here's the key, LSU or otherwise. Now that USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington are on the Big Ten, kids aren't as likely just to stay because even if they were in the pack, whatever that week was, there's nothing there. Yeah. Those kids are going to leave. That's the. You're going to have to travel regardless. That's right. So, and Wes, you're going to play at some school that you really didn't want to. Like go to San Diego State. Where where are you going? Mm -hmm. You have to leave. So I think that's more likely than ever. And LSU's gotten a handful of guys and they're always top of the board, defensive players, quarterback, receiver, whatever it is from that state. Now don't be surprised by it. As for him individually, watching him just throw it around, He's, he's advanced. He's had a lot of training. So I'm not surprised that Brian Kelly, who's a very fundamentally sound guy, likes him. It kind of fits his mentality. Jaden was the outside the box guy. He kind of just ad-libbed everything, probably drove Brian crazy. It <laughs> obviously worked. That's the way it is. This kid's more of an in-the-pocket move if I have to, but always looking to throw the football. He'll have 40, 50 offers. He sounds to me more like the style of quarterback we're going to see this upcoming season with Gary Osmeyer. It's almost identical. And, you know, correct me if you think differently, but I look at maybe Bryce Underwood has a different skill set than maybe we see in a Garrett Nussmeyer here with a Troy Hun. I've had a tough time really putting my finger on exactly the style of quarterback that Brian Kelly goes after. I mean, just just good quarterbacks in general, I'll take that, but they seem to have different styles and skill sets. He's done that throughout his career. I've never understood it. He did that before he got to Notre Dame. He did it at Cincinnati. He won that that magical year before he came to Notre Dame. He had a pocket passer. He got hurt. He brought in a guy that was a read option guy. When the other kid came back, they went straight back to being a just pocket guy, and it worked either way. That is very rare. And Tommy Reese are two very different kind of quarterbacks. Oh, Lord. Yes. (laughs) Um, Tommy couldn't run around the corner. So it's, it's one of those deals. It's just one of those deals where he's the exception to be very clear. I've seen Bryce play before and he's not just an athlete. If he gave up playing quarterback, he could play receiver or free safety, Mm -hmm. like at the sec level. So that's a different kind of athlete altogether. And he's six, four at least. So he's a rare athlete altogether. I don't know why they do it, though. That's a great question. Somebody should ask Brian about that. I'm sure he will not give a direct answer because that's what he's known for. But somebody needs to ask him, why do you recruit two totally different quarterbacks back-to-back classes? I have no idea. And I have zero problem with it. You know, it it just kind of gives me a little bit of whiplash. It's fun to see different styles of quarterbacks thrive in – in different systems, you know, we saw Garrett Nussmeyer and Jaden Daniels, both quarterback for LSU this past season, two obviously very different offenses, but you're still putting up four to 500 yards a game. You still put up 35 points against Wisconsin. It's just a completely different look. So for variety purposes, it's definitely, you know, keeps you on your toes, but I do find it fascinating now that we at least have a big enough sample size of Brian Kelly recruited quarterbacks. They're also different. Yeah, he's the anti-Steve Spurrier who recruited the same kid every year. So I, I don't know. I, I guess it, it's just having options. It would be my stab at it. 
Yeah. Carolina, I don't know. But with all the talent that LSU gets at receiver, I'm not really worried about the quarterback's ability to run. They just got to be able to read the field, stay upright, and the rest will kind of take care of itself because there's plenty of guys. Jaden's the exception. Yeah. He's an anomaly, and you shouldn't consider him anything other than the pass because there's never going to be another guy really like him at LSU or anywhere else. Is uh NFL draft question for you because I was just talking about this in the podcast a couple days ago about Jaden Daniels. Lewis Riddick was you know raving about Jaden Daniels. He said he would put Jaden Daniels as the second best quarterback in this saw draft. That. Your thoughts on that? I guess you just got to have faith in your strength and conditioning program. Uh, I remember when Golick started talking about some of the quarterbacks coming in the league. They're going to have to change mm-hmm. a certain young man who is now in Baltimore who did get bigger. He's like, if he, get, he runs like this, they're going to cut him in half. Well, he's won a couple MVPs. The league has changed. The schools of thought on how you can hit guys and get away with it have changed a lot because they don't want these $100 million quarterbacks getting hit. Yeah. But Jaden is a twig. Like, uh, he could probably borrow some of your clothes. <laughs> Just, it's ridiculous. And that's what scared me so much about Jaden Daniels this past year is, yep. like, he's not going to slide. Like, he'll go one-on-one with a 280-pound linebacker. And he'll pop right back up. But, like, uh, I don't know. That would give me pause if I was a GM was just the sheer size. But the talent is undeniable. If he stays healthy, he'll be a a 10-year player in the NFL. Mm -hmm. How do you determine that? I have no idea. Yeah, because, like, everybody always talks about a quarterback when I have these off-the-record conversations on the sidelines, talk about quarterback recruiting all the time because it's everything, whether you want it to be or not. Everybody has opinions on it and stuff, but I've never seen somebody say, I want the smaller guy. Mm-hmm. Never had somebody tell me that. No. Ever. No. <laughs> uh, before we get you out of here, Brian, what are maybe some names, some dates for LSU fans to keep in mind over the next week or so? Well, that on the 9th, they've got a whole bunch of kids coming in. And like I mentioned him earlier, Akina, because this is this is rare, but LSU always seems to get like one kid out of Alabama at least every other year. Micah DeBose, he's out of Bigert. It's one of the traditional programs in the state of Alabama. I thought he was going to Auburn, and so did the rest of the free world. Well, now somebody put like a crystal ball in for him for LSU. I didn't even interview him at Under Armour because I thought he was just going to Auburn. Like he was standing next to me, and I didn't interview him. So now LSU's trending. I have no idea why, but maybe, like we were talking about earlier, LSU's starting to put some guys in the NFL. They're doing really good up front, and it's three. It's actually might be slightly closer to Baton Rouge where he lives than it is all the way up to Auburn, Alabama's a big state. Mm-hmm. That's a player to watch. There's also a couple other kids around the state of Louisiana. Any Louisiana kid that visits during spring ball, I don't care where it is, is important. But here's the overall theme. And Sonny Ship or anybody else that covers LSU closely will tell you this. If they visit LSU in the spring, the odds of them visiting for officials, which begins, I think, at the 16th or 17th of May, will be huge. Um, a couple of the kids, I'm trying to remember who all is supposed to visit, but They've got two or three kids from like Georgia, Florida, like Ewald's going to come in, et cetera. Some of these out-of-state kids, those visits are the most important because they're hard. If they don't make like the plane flight gets canceled or something like that, you really need those to work because you know LSU is going to hit 80% on the kids they want in state. Mm -hmm. Who visits in the spring will dictate who LSU signs in December. Interesting. We'll keep an eye on it. Brian Smith, appreciate you as always. Where can the people find your work? At FBScout underscore Florida on Twitter. Um, it's going to be a very interesting month. So I would imagine we're going to see a lot of visit news. Like it's just Caleb Cunningham and a bunch of other guys. He's another Mississippi kid. Are we the best player coming down to LSU? 
they'll probably get a, a few kids to commit to visits. They might even get a few kids to commit to uh, the Tigers overall, too. Brian, appreciate you as always. We'll chat with you next week. All right. Thank you very much, Care. Great. Appreciate you. All right. Thanks again for making Locked On LSU your first listen every single day. Appreciate Brian Smith for stopping by with his recruiting insight. On Monday's edition of Locked On LSU, we'll have a full weekend roundup. LSU basketball, LSU baseball, our takeaways from the weekend, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the great. All of that coming up on Monday's edition of Locked On LSU.